episode 33 of the 20 Digits Scene Review Podcast. I have myself, co-host David, and with me tonight at the midnight hour local time is Mr. Alex. Alex, how are you doing this evening? I'm well. Hello, everybody. Well, today we have a, a very interesting session on tap today, only because we have two very different scenes to review, uh, one action and one drama. Uh, episode 33 is odd, and usually what that means is Alex starts to review his scene first, we talk about it, and then we flip over to myself, we'll talk about my scene. So Alex, episode 33, odd episode, that is you to start. Okay, so uh, my pick this week is called is a film called The God Committee, fairly recent um, film released, available on Netflix. And so, I mean, what do we have here? The main scene really is is the committee, I guess, of, of the uh, of the film title. And we have a group of five or six um, medical professionals, uh, and they're what what is what's the point of this? Well, their job is to decide among multiple people uh, who's, or sorry, they have a list of people who are eligible for heart transplants. And uh, these people kind of go up or down on the list, or they have certain statuses, like a higher status or a lower status. And when there is a shortage, which the, the film depicts is almost always the case in terms of hmm. people needing hearts, there, there are more people needing hearts than there are hearts to be giving them. Right. And so that's the that's the meaning of the title. It you're kind of playing God as to well, we have three people needing hearts, we have one heart. Who gets it? Yeah. And so humans are kind of deciding literally, well, you can't you, you don't have three hearts and only you can't split it up and give it into three <laughs> people. So one person's going to get it and two are kind of not and People are going to be in various uh, states of life or medical need. Um, it could be literally fatal for some, as shown in some of the context scenes that I provided uh, for watching this time, where someone w w might die or probably would die within a week if they didn't get a heart soon. It's your classic moral dilemma, isn't it? When it uh, you've got, I think the classic use case is you have crazy like in a completely different context but in some ways the same sort of idea of, of playing god where as a medical professional if you have two people on the table that requires need of medical care let's say emergency medical care but one who is let's say a doctor an engineer or police or something like that and then you have a, a you know a serial you know killer or a criminal let's say not killer let's say a criminal on the other end and you're not supposed to you know make that judgment you have to go mm -hmm. your duty as a medical professional is to provide aid to those that need it and the context of all of that does not play into it that's that's mm. that's a moral right. it's supposed to be a, a strictly medical triage of the situation it, exactly Exactly. Yeah. And it it was a bit shocking for me when I watched this scene, only because I have not seen Kelsey Grammer in a very long time. <laughs> and doctor of any sort in which he is a character of, 
the last thing I saw was him, Dr. Frazier, right? He was a yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. comedic kind of guy, yeah. uh, throwing that comedic timing when it needs to happen, laughing all along. And I was just, it was like this time warp of a, not even warp in so, in so far as like, like, whoa, <laughs> that was really weird to me. First of all, he's much older, not to say that he's aged poorly. It's just been a long time <laughs> and he is old. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was shocking to me, but in a good way, I guess, uh, this being a drama. And I was very tired uh, before watching this. And I can tell you, I wasn't tired midway through the scene. <laughs> I was pretty much enraptured. I was, uh, and I think this is what, you know, this is why we do it. I, I, you know, I was very much enraptured by the situation, the things that they had to decide. Um, yeah. you know, you have the young doctor having to, you know, she has that white knight kind of mentality, a little bit more idealistic, I guess, to some degree. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, um, you know, Boxster, I think that's his character. Yeah. Boxster. Uh, yeah. uh, has sort of a more, you know, is on his way out. He's done this for a long time and he's trying to be objective as possible. And it's hard, man. It's really hard. So, yeah, it's just fascinating the the multiple factors that go in and it's not strictly as you say the uh, your feeling or your heart or your emotion of oh we want to be the good person um, or yeah uh, everybody deserves that right sort of thing but there's 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 money factors there's you know and I I showed in the other context scenes where one of the, the the patients that are being considered for the heart transplant is the son of a major donor right. of the hospital, and they're so they're right. they're factoring. Well, if we do this, we in 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 so many words, he's essentially pledging x amount of millions right. of dollars to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's factors like that, and then the 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 committee, the members of the committee are like. This, should this be a factor? Should it not? Or, you know, hopefully it shouldn't be. And then even if it is, is it going to even be positive or negative? Some people are going to have different opinion where, yeah, let's mm. go for the money. Or other people will be like, absolutely not. This is, this is unethical for us to to even consider this. And, and f- factors like that too, right? And then, you know, whether uh, the hospital had to maintain a certain, um, I guess, rating among other hospitals for for their own various benefits of whether they're going to get more funding or uh, other like research might be done through them as opposed to other hospitals, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's it's to their benefit to have a higher rating. For sure. But having um, a poor track record, as was, as mentioned in the scene of, you know, you've done um, N number of transplants and only a certain percentage of those has succeeded it looks poorly on you uh, yeah. uh, for various reasons. And so factors like that, and just, again, really interesting to to consider, and it must be super tough to <laughs> to be on that committee, and then you're literally sometimes holding life or death for some, some people, right? Right, right. You change lives with, with, with that mm-hmm. position. And I think there's sort of, you know, when I was younger, uh, it was easy to say, the politics, the politics, the politics, regardless of the context, not interested, not interested, you know, turn a blind eye. But I think when, what you realize is that as you get older, um, it's just, it's just there. You can't avoid it. 
And the reality is, is that um, there are big women's shoes, big men's shoes to fill. Someone's got to make those decisions. And yeah, politics plays a part in everything. That's unfortunately the reality of the situation. And I think it just, this is just sort of personifies that in a very micro, you know, in a microcosm sort of way. Yeah. And I think it, it's very difficult to be put into that position. I think it changes the lives of those decision makers as well. Uh, this is part of the reason that, and regardless of what school of thought you are with the whole COVID thing, at the end of the day, they wanted to get away from the situation of having to triage a situation. Do I care for this, you know, care for this patient or care for that? It changes and can mm -hmm. really rip someone's life that the person that has to make the decision that doesn't want to. Yeah. Um, On that topic, I recall reading, um, a doctor, the article was, the, the thrust of the article is more or less this. This doctor had gotten upset enough about, about I guess, anti-vaxxing or, or that, that kind of sure. uh, line of thinking where she, she, she kind of said in the article that if you come into my, my ER and you have zero vaccines, my uh, what's the word, sympathy for you and so on is, is either really, really low or zero. Because it's it's all out there. I mean, you know, I'm not going to take a stand on on that one side or right. another on that point uh, in this podcast. But my point is, is that this medical professional had to make those those kind of decisions, right. and that it's, a, it's and that's a, how it's it relates her. back to the scene, yeah. right? Like it's just having to make that decision is difficult, mm -hmm. and it it impacts not only the people on uh, that are impacted, the patients themselves, but also the decision makers that have to make them. So, and I think that's really what you're trying to say, and this is what. This is probably why this is so impactful, um, the scene. It was mm -hmm. very dreary, you know, the getting back to the scene itself, it's a lot of darker colors, dramatic, uh, almost morbid tones a little bit. Um, certainly not the uplifting happy stuff <laughs> 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 at yeah. all, which is interesting because I think there's two comedians, comedians on uh, in this cast, which was kind of, kind of threw me for a loop, so... Uh, <laughs> just goes to show just how talented some of these actors are. I mean, they can play any sort yes. of role and here they are. And it was an interesting um, or entertaining or whatever you want to call it, twist of the ratchet up the intensity by they were talking about a certain patient that is, is about is literally on that same day as they're having that meeting is, is supposed to get um, prepped for to receive the heart. Right. And yet that patient actually, spoiler alert, but actually passes away. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, um, okay, well, we have a heart in flight on a helicopter coming, right. and it it's not it's not going to last forever. It's merely you know whatever it was an hour or two hours worth of thing before that heart just totally goes to waste. You know, and then Doctor Boxer's like, "Well, we got to pick somebody then. If it's not her, then yeah, we, and we have, can't wait. I'll look at their watch. Yeah, we got to do we something. Can't wait. And we got to make pressure wait, is we, on. Yeah, yeah, we we just got to make this decision now, and we have to deal with the consequences later, if any. So that's. Yeah, that's life in the big <laughs> in the big lane. Let's call it. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, good that's pick stuff. though. That yeah, was, so that uh, was that, stimulated yeah. a lot of emotions there for sure. I mean, it, just having to put yourself in that position, not easy. Certainly not easy. Okay, so turning the corner here, getting mm -hmm. back to action when it comes to my pick of the week, 
And we are going to pick a, a scene from Atomic Blonde that features none other than Charlize Theron. And in it, we have stuntman turned director, David Leach, and who also was one half of the directorial, di directorial team behind John Wick. I think this was his debut in Atomic Blonde. And another notable person behind the camera was Sam Hargave. He was his second unit director and stunt coordinator in Atomic Blonde, an Atomic Blonde. And he was also the, he did his directorial debut uh, with the movie Netflix Extraction. Now, the reason I mention that uh, is because the scene that I, I plan to review here is none other than the 10 minute it isn't a full cut, like literally, but it's it's designed to be mm -hmm. almost one full scene. Uh, there are certainly some clever cuts happening through this, but I would say even during the editorial process, those each of those cuts were already minutes long. So, you know, I, I can't remember how many there were, but there was there's several, but it's it's not you know hundreds kind of stitched together or dozens, let's say. So that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to pick this because this has become very popular uh, recently. Uh, it's all, there's a 12 minute section on extraction. I'm really debated about which one to pick. Uh, that one <laughs> is just as good, but I, did, I decided to do this one. And David Leach, I believe, was uh, was inspired by another scene I really wanted to do. Uh, was but it's it's spoiler driven, which is kind of the reason why I didn't do that one. But there is a fantastic, uh, what they call one action oneers, they call them action oneers, in Children of Men. There's another movie in the mid 2000s, I believe it was, with um, Clive Owen, and uh, I forget uh, who else was in it. But um, in any event, the, that sort of action sequence I remember in that movie it was amazing, and so I, I knew I had to pick one. I, I didn't want to pick. Uh, one that was spoiler driven and I really thought this one was a good one to review because I was shocked to see Charlize do this. She was phenomenal in it as an action mm. star, uh, which now I will say that she has ballet training from, from her childhood, which really lends itself to uh, fight choir choreography. They actually say that dance background is more important than martial arts background in order to do these types of things. Um, hmm. yeah, which is, which is interesting. Uh, the stairwell scene, uh, in and itself took four days to film, uh, lots of old school tactics that were used there to give, give the impression that it was one cut, but a couple other things I wanted to note before I hand it over to Alex. One was just the rawness of it. I love the realism of it. I love that she got tired, like during the mid mid second half part mm -hmm. where her and her opponent got a little tired and i really liked when one of the bad guys even though he looked like he had a sort of fatal wound he started coming back and doing stuff never see that you know <laughs> usually the bad guy he gets one moon and then he's done right or she's done but <laughs> yeah. he came back and he was fighting and then he just kind of peeled over and fell over and he was done but i, I really loved the realistic you know, concept, not even concepts, but 
components into this very very different it felt more real it felt like they were fighting for their lives it felt like it was real and it is very different than say sort of a marvel action um when, when you see them you don't really feel like they're gonna they get hurt or whatever like this she's getting mm-hmm. beat up man <laughs> like she's getting hammered and when she's hammering them it's not as effective unless she does some dirty tricks like using the gun to enhance her her uh, her punch at one point when she has no mm-hmm. more ammunition uh, using you know sharp edges to to get any sort of leverage using a lot of judo throws which i thought that was cool Anyway, I'll stop there. Let me get uh, yeah. Alex's uh, thought on this because I know you love fight uh, fight scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, glad you picked this. It, definitely eye opening and uh, and loved it. So a few notes I have here is like the camera operator or operators oh, yeah. plural. I, you could surely consider them as athletes also involved in the choreo. <laughs> like honestly, like if you, if someone had just told me, oh yeah, they are. They did this in three or two or three or four um, cuts and stitched it together. I would have believed that, right? So, yeah. so even even um, something like a six or something is, is is pretty pretty cool in and of itself because it's, it's as you say it's like ten or eleven minutes long. So if I I I would have believed it like it, just the way it looked, you could hardly tell except maybe two spots or something where okay maybe they they stitched that together with some CG, but otherwise it really looked like one or two, three camera operators just holding the thing for minutes at a time, mm-hmm. following the choreo and positioning themselves just the right ways that right. the director wants them to, to show the angles and everything. But, but you know, it's a human holding the device and they have to also step a certain way, avoid the debris, step relative to the actual actors and everything. So, you know, applause to them. That was really well done. Um yeah, there's so I'm much planning of, that's required to do something like that, yeah, right? Like you yeah, have to, yeah. it's not just the choreography, but you're right. The camera person needs yeah. to be able to be at the right spot, needs to know what to look at at certain times. And it needs to be cinematic all that same time. Like is that yeah. can't be just a dumb shot. It needs to be a good shot in the proper close-ups right, right. and then the proper backups too. You want You don't want to be so close that you can't get... You know, yeah, what, what are they doing? Right, several so times the camera person is like pivoting and and just mm-hmm. to follow the action, but they're doing it. You know, it's like you could you could just really imagine that the director or the cinematographer or both saying, "Okay, at this ex- after she exactly punches this at this right. moment, you have to stand over here facing you know forty five degrees southwest this way and uh, low shot and and make right. sure you you pan down to see her." Uh, you know, check the ammo on the gun, come back up to her face right. and, and all this right. exactly. And right. And this is all handheld and everything. This is not being done by, uh, in the, in the editing stage later, like the, the person has to remember all these steps and be part of the choreo and everything, as I've mentioned. So it's just super impressive. Really, really nice. Yeah. Would, um, go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I was just going to continue on how, uh, yes and yes and yes and agree how <laughs> the, the realism of the, of of the fighting the, the the moves and everything and then even just the 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 makeup effects and and whatnot of the wounds mm-hmm. looks like super realistic. Yeah. I I would have I would have totally believed it if someone and said, oh yeah, actually actually did bleed from the nose at, at this point and that. I point think they actually like that, right? they did in in some cases when you're going at an action like this. Mm. I remember reading that she she knocked them a couple times like the the stunt stunt guys and mm-hmm. they too on her. In such situations. Now, what's interesting is that there was a stunt double used for her, 
However, it was more for the safety of her than uh, than for the fact that she wasn't willing to do it. Mm. She wanted to be, and this is what was so impressive. She wanted to be right in there, part of the training, do every everything that was being asked of. So there's a sequence where she's been thrown off the stairs, yeah. uh, and then she bangs into the wall. And yeah, yeah. so there was a cut there. That is very clever um, camera work there because it, it doesn't look like it's a different person, but it is. There's a clever cut because there's a blur of motion, and that that blur of motion is when they they cut to uh, uh, her okay. slamming into the wall, uh, which is you know, very clever yeah. camera, old school tactics, if you will. And I remember, I think it was David Lee. No, I think it was Sam Hargrave actually that mentioned in a in a video where. Yeah, so it really depends how you look at it. Is it worse to be thrown down the stairs or is it worse to be slammed into a wall? Like, it, 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 even though it's, <laughs> it's no less safe in, in some ways, right? So same thing was when I think she was thrown onto a cabinet and it exploded. He's, mm-hmm. They mentioned these things because, yes, it's a cabinet designed to sort of, you know, break. Crumble, there's still yeah, like yeah. super sharp edges and stuff. Yeah, when yeah. you get up from that, you can you can probably puncture and, and wound the actors, whether they're the stunt people or you know Charlize, God forbid, right? Mm-hmm. So it's <clears throat> these are things that have to be taken into account too. Like it's safety first, right? So yeah, it's a uh, it takes an immense amount of planning and, and really hats off to these guys. I mean, these guys know what yeah, they're absolutely. doing. Yeah, and yeah. one interest one. One eye-popping moment for me, I don't know if you noticed at the end during the car chasing, it was like, of all things, you need a car chasing too. <laughs> it's like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> you want to just add he, you know, the fact that the camera gets into the car with them, so it's, it looks yeah, like one yeah. shot, right? But yeah. what I can't figure out is how they maneuver. Like, I don't know if you know, but he goes from the, the camera person goes from the back seat, goes up to the front, pans yeah Yeah. i guess he pans over pans on the wound but then there's one part where he goes all the way to the front yeah yeah and then turns around and he's looking behind in the is that is that all handheld because that looks really hard like how do you squeeze yourself through that yeah yeah I don't okay, well, I didn't. Really... I didn't do any research on this, so which is all conjecture. I didn't either. But my guess, yeah. So my theory there, especially, and I only clued into this because of the time where they get into the police vehicle. Um, so I'm like, okay, the camera is from a first person, but front view from the the back. Yeah, seat. he gets in so, to the back seat. I see that. Well, that's the thing, though. You yeah. would if 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 it was a single uh, camera operator that actually did that. You should see an open door uh, as the camera right. goes through, and but we right. didn't. So what I think they did there is they actually had a, another camera operator sitting in the car already, maybe, and they're passing the camera through an open window. That yeah, would possibly let it happen possibly. that way. Okay, so with that in mind, maybe they also had um, someone, let's say, hanging on a roof or something, and and the the front windshield was actually busted out, so it's not actually maybe. there. And then they can that front person can pick up the camera from the other one who's sitting in the back seat, and then back again to pass it again. Maybe, maybe, but it was it was really smooth transition. It Absolutely, was super smooth. Like you couldn't tell, and I I mm-hmm. was marveling at how they did that. It was just a, it, you take a look at it again. Like it's it looks amazing how yeah. he comes into yeah. the front seat and then turns around, and then 
it's looking through the back. It's it's incredible. Another I would also, option is the yeah. um, the actor could have been the one that physically Maybe, handled it. Possibly, but <laughs> yeah. then where did the guy go? Uh, the one in the backseat? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he could probably just duck down, I guess. Yeah, I don't know the if there's area. any... Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'll have to do some reading about this. I don't know how he <laughs> did this. I will say there was a nice video about the, the evolution of car chase scenes. And one of them... <laughs> and I don't think this happened here. But I don't know if you noticed lately, a lot of the car chase scenes... I think maybe this one too, maybe it looks like the, the actor is driving and they do some crazy stuff. They're not mm-hmm. actually driving. They actually have the car sitting on a rig and there's a, there's a person's driving from, from this rig and the car is just on top of this rig. And oh, he, okay. it's amazing. <laughs> right. So then it gives the impression that the, the actor is actually, you know, driving, uh, which is super cool. I don't know if they did that in this case, but you should take yeah. a look. I'll, I'll definitely put it in the notes. It's really cool. <laughs> It's really yeah, super cool, but it's very clever, um, very clever uh, filmmaking uh, usage of this massive rig, right? So you have a stunt driver driving on the outside and, and giving instructions to the actor inside so they know that, okay, you got to turn left, you got to turn right, okay, do a handbrake, you know, whatever. And this is the case, this <laughs> was the awesome. case in Baby Driver, by the way. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, so I think I recall episode. reading about that where someone, yeah. where they had the um, off-camera driver sitting on the rooftop, yeah. uh, right, with a, That's right. an extended That's right. steering wheel or whatnot. Yeah. So fascinating tricks and little tidbits yeah. in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. A couple other points here. It's like one question I had, I don't know if your research revealed this, but I, I got to wonder if the, um, the martial artists were wearing padding at all. Oh, they absolutely had to. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it looked like some really realistic falling and oh, yeah. et cetera. And then even the impact of, of some of the hits that, because, you know, in, in typical, um, I guess, older school filming, if you just angle the camera a certain way, then you can pretend to hit somebody and not really hit right, them, but right, then it looks that way. But at this one, it, it absolutely <laughs> looked like they were taking the pounding. So, wow. Yeah, it was it was probably one of the best scenes I would say. Like if, if you start looking at this, you, yeah, Daredevil had a really nice, good one too. Obviously, Extraction really gotten good at this, and I'm, it was just fun to watch. I know it was a little brutal, so I was a little late, <laughs> but it's a bit brutal. But it was it was very well executed. Yes, yes, from a mm-hmm. from a film production standpoint, just mm-hmm. again, uh, applause and hats off to them. One little thing is, I would there was a time where she's standing um, up a few steps uh, and waiting for people to come down, and the camera's looking yeah. down the hallway at her, and so she's ninety degrees from the camera, yeah. uh, I guess view, viewing angle. Guys are coming in the uh, down the hallway, and then she surprises them and attacks them. It occurred to me that. I think in a in a realistic scene, she her shadow should have been visible, like mm, on the floor, and clued into the guy, because she wasn't totally standing still. She was kind of like prepping to to strike yeah, or whatnot. It's possible. And yeah, I yeah think that's a good that point. That should have been seen, but I guess yeah, whatever. It's okay. A little, little blip in the choreo. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, it depends where the lighting is too, right? But yeah. Yeah, I looked at it because there there should there were windows from the upstairs, uh, and so. It, it really should have cast her shadow either on the wall or on the floor. Mm. Um, and if she's moving at all, it should have clued the guy in. But anyway, we'll, we'll give that a pass. I think, because, I think you know, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with yeah, that, great scene. thank you for uh, your time. Thanks everyone for their times. As always, if you have a recommendation for a scene, please feel free to 
contact us through email. Um, and I believe it's what scene review at 20 digit.com. That's right. Yeah. If you okay. had, if anyone had any comments or thoughts or agreements, disagreements, or, or maybe, you know, we missed something in the scene that yeah. you, you wanted you to mean, point out to us. Let us know. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Alex, for joining us on this early morning, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. 34 is on its way. All right. Thank you all. Take care. Bye-bye and good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers, 20-D-I-G-I-T. Thanks for listening to the 20-Digit Scene Review Podcast.